0: Hi, my name's Mona, and you're listening to Modern Careers. The podcast about the endless options available to you today to shape your own career path. I'm going to chat to inspiring people from tech entrepreneurs to creative freelancers and everything in between about how they got to a stage in their working life that lots of people dream of, but not many actually reach. Having a career you love and serve a job that pays the bills. listening to episode number three if you haven't listened to the earlier episodes then you can go back and see how this podcast could change your life how you know what you have what it takes to become an entrepreneur and what really makes a rewarding career spoiler alert that might mean something completely different to you than it does to any other person
1: it was never my plan to do business it was just something like a step i needed on my way to become a filmmaker you know to do to make films In this episode,
0: I'm going to tell Rita's story. A story that embodies what self-employment careers really look like. They're rarely straightforward, with a lot of bumps in the road. Bumps that forced Rita to think about her career in a very strategic way, using different tools to fast-track her journey to become a filmmaker.
1: I realized that after university, you would basically have to start as a runner, which came as a complete shock. (laughs) I was practically waltzed into thinking, oh, I'm just going to be here for three years and then someone's going to let me direct a feature film, (laughs) pretty much. Well, not really, but um, I did think I would not want to do Running Again because I'd already been doing it, production assisting as well. I was like, there must be another way for me to get to what I want to do a bit quicker. And I had done an internship at a post-production house in London where one of the guys working there had just kind of started, I think, assistant editing. And I asked him, I was like, so how, how, when did you start and how long have you been doing this? He was like, I started 15 years ago as a runner. So it's taken me 15 years to do assistant editing. I was like, that's not going to work for me because I want to do, I want to edit now, I want to make films now, I want it right now, which is where my impatience and it just comes in. I was just like, I'm not going to wait for 15 years and make coffees for 10 years to be able to do this. So starting a business was the only other option. Rita
0: did make it to her goal quicker than others. So if you want to know what she's learned on the way, the one major tip she has for anyone looking to successfully build their own brand quickly and why divorce from a business was a necessary step, then keep on listening. But for now, let's travel back in time.
1: No! Action. No!
0: Wondering what's going on there? Yes, me too. We're in 2006, and this is one of the first videos younger Ruth has directed with her friends. Actually, let's have her explain.
1: But the first proper thing that I planned out with my friend, and at the time I, I was already in the performing arts school, so I would all these theatre geeks... That I felt, oh my god, everyone is a geek like me, that's brilliant. Um, And I found a few friends uh, who are still really good friends of mine. And we all loved Pokemon. Like, you have no idea. Back in the day, I was obsessed with it. Like, around 12, I was obsessed with Pokemon. And then I got to, like, more... I a sophisticated age when I thought I knew everything, I was 15 and I was like, Hey guys, let's make this amazing parody of Pokemon. No one's done it before. I think YouTube wasn't still a thing at that point. Um, and yeah, we, we made this episode <laughs> with it. We filmed it with a few friends from the performing arts school and a friend of mine had two Mexican friends visiting and we, we kind of roped them into the camera and be in it and It's just so silly, but it was so much fun to do. And I just remember that being in um, a group of friends doing something like that and really planning it out and just seeing the results was so satisfying and also having the feeling that, guys, see what we make? How cool is that?
0: Rita had found something that she could put all her creative energy in and feel a sense of achievement after a period of hard work with her team. But she could not have imagined that more than 10 years later... She is indeed a filmmaker. Many people have those stories, how they think back to their childhood now and realise that the things they enjoyed back then are directly related to the jobs they have now, and then looking at it now, it all makes sense. Whilst these are great anecdotes to tell, it doesn't only need to be something you look at retrospectively. Paying attention to your attention can be a helpful tool to determine which path to pursue. Phoebe Lovett who is a freelance journalist and expert in all things creative careers talks about that in her book The Working Woman Handbook. She says rather than trying to find a passion that you might enjoy in the future look at things that you give your attention to right now and there might be something in that that leads to a career.
1: I have always had um, an interest in um, stories. It was all about play um, when I grew up with my sister and my cousins like we just used to play and just invent these imaginative worlds that we were in and these kind of adventures. And that was that, that. was really what I was, you know, excited about. So you said you really liked
0: stories. Do you remember a book or a film or, you know, a story you really loved when you were smaller?
1: I, this is such a classic thing, but I loved Disney. But I, I grew up on Disney. I grew up on, like, things like Harry Potter, um, all that kind of... Worlds where anything is possible, and that was one of the things that uh, was imprinted on me. I was, I, I thought I didn't have, I didn't think I really had limits when I was growing up. When I was a child, I, I, honestly thought that anything is possible in this world, and that kind of stayed with me for a long time. And I didn't let anything to kind of get in my way, um, if I wanted something.
0: Not letting anything get in your way. That is resilience, an essential quality to have on the path to you know whether you choose to go. Whether it is looking for investment time and time again, working hard to finally reach product market fit, or, in Rita's case, become a filmmaker. But getting there was everything other than easy and also involved leaving her home country.
1: I absolutely had the opportunity to keep working. If I wanted to, I could have been climbing the ladder in Finland and been doing something (laughs) much sooner than I did when I went to university. But because I really didn't know what I wanted to do, like I... Had this vague idea of like how I want to live my life when I got older. I had this kind of bohemian dream, vision of like Moulin Rouge that like never ceases to like, you know that the movie is just so amazing, <laughs> and it had all that like this freedom, beauty, truth, and love the kind of message in it. And I was like, that that's that's a pretty good message. <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm on board with that, and I um. Had just an idea that I want to do something in film. I had tried to get into university in Finland, but because you don't pay any tuition fees, it is basically free to study. It's so much competition, and it's really hard to get in, especially the creative industries that are so packed with amazing talent already in Finland. It's just kind of impossible. And Theatre Root just ended when I realized I'm one blonde girl in a crowd of. 2000 and I can't even sing so there's no way I can make it on stage and to do anything film related I basically just wanted to do sound design because I was so into the voice acting and the sound and the world of all of um, that you don't see it's just all of this audio um, I want to get into that a lot more but I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't even get like past my first round I, went to two, I tried to get into two different universities I didn't get through round one in either of them. So I was a little bit like, I was a little pissed off. (laughs) I was like, like, why don't you want me? In a way, I was a little, I felt a bit betrayed because up until this point, because I had been doing really well at school, i have been getting into all of these places I wanted to go, the music class, the performing arts school, like, I felt there was nothing I couldn't do. And suddenly I was just like, well, you cannot get higher education in Finland, at least not within these two years that you tried. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go somewhere else because I can't keep My life on hold.
0: Rita decided that England, specifically Cambridge, was the place to go to study. She had applied to the production courses in Finland for a couple of years, but didn't get a place, which she found really frustrating. In the end, she got a place at the Cambridge School of Art. And because she had waited for so long to finally study that course, she was there for a reason. So when she arrived, she found herself again in a space where she wasn't much like everyone else.
1: I was a bit older than most of my classmate, so I felt like I needed to get something out of it, something solid, like a career out of my my degree, where at least in the first year most of them just wanted to party and do the oh uni thing that I was never interested in. So from the get-go, I think I had a bit of a different ambition towards what I wanted to get out of it, which then again put me in a place where I felt a little bit like like an outcast. But then I did have, again, a few friends on the course that I could share these feelings with. And one of them I started my business with as well.
0: Meeting your business partner at uni, that actually is quite common. Many entrepreneurs have spoken to me about that. That it was while studying when they met that special someone that they clicked with just a little bit more than with everyone else. I don't know whether that's because you bond with them over long nights on Red Bull trying to finish assignments Or whether that stage in life just shows you the people you really want to surround yourself with. But whatever it is, it seems to work. And it gives you that time to try out things in a fairly safe space whilst finishing your degree. Rita and her business partner make use of their free time while studying to get their business colour films up and running. The first step? Starting to find some clients and make a name for themselves with the help of their lecturers and the startup accelerator. This is actually quite a practical tip for all of you out there who feel like starting something yourself. Instead of thinking about all the resources you wish you had, a bunch of cash for example, think of the bits that are already around you. If you're at university for example, why not do some research and see whether there are any accelerator programs, societies, that kind of thing. They usually offer great support, business support workshops and even funding. And if you aren't a student, leverage everything your surroundings has to offer. In the big city for example, there are definitely startup communities out there, with lots of people to bounce ideas off and other entrepreneurs they are often looking for people to help. So even if you haven't got an idea for your own business yet, you can work with existing startups to get your creative juices flowing or simply see what they're doing wrong or right, lessons that you can then implement in your own business. Often that actually gives you quite a safe space. You often get paid, get to experience what life is like in a startup without your own capital at risk. But even if you live in a smaller town where there isn't much going on, that is an opportunity in itself. London, for example, is overly saturated with people with big ideas, so it's super competitive. Your tiny town, on the other hand, can probably use some innovative thought. All I'm saying is, use whatever you have as a strength, and map out all the resources accessible to you at this point, and go from there. Anyway, back to Rita. She used everything she had at that point, like contacts from university, and kits she could borrow to start colour films. Oh, and she had something else that's important. A vision of how her business could be different from the competition.
1: I felt, at the time in Cambridge, there was still quite a lot of competition, but I think things have moved on a lot in the past five years, definitely. But at the time, it was all kind of corporate on a boring level. Like, you can make corporate films amazing and very engaging. But at the time, lots of the competition was not very imaginative, not very good quality images. And we felt like, you know what, we got such a high drive for high standard and industry standard material that we felt like we had something to offer and also because we were so new to it we were able to you know do deals with new clients and do a lot of favors which of course when you start out you kind of have to do just to build up your portfolio and get your name out there and that's that's how we kind of did it and after a job They would recommend us to someone else. They would be another job. So it would just be kind of word of mouth and to get more projects and more clients on board.
0: Building your network is essential. But don't worry. You don't need to be a super social networker. That's what I always used to be scared of. But in startup communities, you usually find a lot of extroverts anyway. So you can just start engaging with them and go from there. Rita touched on another thing that stood out to me. Being able to offer clients special deals that they could probably never get from a massive company. As a startup, you don't have masses of money available or tens of thousands of Twitter followers, but you have one thing, people with a proper passion. If you really listen to clients or customers and show them you care, that will automatically make you stand out. Corporates have a much harder job to come across as a personal, reliable partner. And even if you can't charge high rates at the start and have to put lots of time in, it's worth it. These contacts will come back and refer you to their network. Snowball effect. Okay, you did some projects, made some contacts, but to operate as a proper company, that takes some more legwork. Can you tell me the steps from kind of first idea to actually, I suppose, you know, thinking of a name and having a website and getting people involved? What were the steps for people who are thinking of doing something similar?
1: You have to first of all know your target mar- market, which I, you know, realized we have to do all these kind of these paperwork almost and this legwork for what is it that we are offering what is it that we are as a brand as well coming up with a name was so so hard like we were really going at it for like a month because we were we just could not settle on a name that we were both happy with and that would kind of resonate what we were about and color films I think came up because it just reflected something that we were at the time and the things that we wanted to do kind of stand out a bit more. Do you think... Did you
0: come up with that name?
1: I think it was us together because we were just brainstorming like crazy. So it was just something... And we were checking a company's house website all the time just to check, like, does has someone have this name already? What kind of social links does this name have? What kind of connotations does it have? So it's just a lot of research into your brand before you can actually really start, like, selling things. So, oh, like selling a service. So we um, did a lot kind of just setting it up and just making it feel like it was something we could stick behind like
0: 100%. So Rita finished university with a running business, making short films for a wide range of clients. Not many people can say that about themselves. But with all things in life, it's never all good or all bad. There's a grey zone. And after a while, for Rita, things started changing.
1: It wasn't always easy you'd have to keep at it if it's something you want to do you just have to keep doing it even when things are hard even if you think you don't have time even if you think you're not good at it if it's really what you want to do well, there's another way you just have to keep doing it until you know <laughs> you, you either I mean that's the thing like I was lucky in the sense that we were able to build a client base and I was able to get these opportunities I absolutely have been really lucky in that but also required a lot of hard work a lot of time I spend so much time building things up and making things and doing things for free, making a name, building a portfolio. So it's just spending that time on things that you need to kind of sacrifice almost like you just have to spend your spare time doing, building it, doing it. And it is sometimes really hard if you don't have any results or if you have quiet times, it feels like, was it all for nothing? Like, have I not, learned anything have I not done anything I haven't achieved anything and when that happens you just have to look back and see how far you've come and even if you don't stick with that original plan I'm sure that experience will be valuable to you to use in whatever you want to do next and that's what I learned as well not sticking with things that don't feel right like after three years the business was done for me it had done its job for me in my life and I was ready to move on and that is also important to, to recognize the moments and the situations where you you're trying, you almost go against yourself and you're just like, hey, hang on a minute. What did I want? Like, what, what am I here to do? And if it feels like it's not going with what you really want um, or what you want out of the experience, you just have to change something or approach it in another way and it wasn't a sudden realization it kind of dawned on me over some months when there were more and more situations where i was like oh hang on a minute i'm not quite happy with this or doing end up ending up doing things that i was doing for the business but that was kind of suddenly only my responsibility and it felt like i was doing a lot of work for very little reward and that i didn't like i was like okay i'm spending all this time Doing this, like doing all this stuff, and I was like, I need something else. Like now, I'm not happy anymore. And but it took me a while to also be, I think, brave enough to kind of voice it, and also start to process it. Because once you start uh, dissolving a business, it's almost like divorce. Because there's so much you have to talk about. Because it's one thing building it up, but then you also you can't just walk away. You have to settle it properly and that took a long time
0: divorce not a nice thing to go through at all you had met this person that you really wanted to build something with the one in a hundred that really got you and then you start having conversations about where this could or lead until one has to pop the question do you want to be my business partner and things go well you go through peaks and troughs but eventually it might get to a point where you just don't see where this could all go and you have to make a cut as Rita said, that's not only harder than to tell other people, but first of all, to voice it to yourself. People change, and the direction their life goes in does as well. And realising that you're not as compatible anymore, that's hard, but important. Everyone around Rita was super understanding. They got there she wanted to grow, and for that she had to quit the business. But that takes time, again, a bit like deciding who gets the dog, the TV, the couch. Rita went through the life cycle of business from birth and growth of maturity to decline in fast forward speed, the matter of a couple of years. But it was what opened the door for her to get to the stage in her career that she aspired to be in.
1: It was never my plan to do business. It was just something, like a step I needed on my way to become a filmmaker, you know, to do to make films. I could have gone freelance straight away, but I think... Um, starting a business gives you a certain level of credibility because you are, when you're limited, you know, you are kind of responsible. And I think we want to show that we can do it. And if we couldn't do it, it would have been a fun experiment. Like there was nothing to lose.
0: And that is such valuable advice. I know it's hard to have a 10-year plan knowing where you want to go, but keeping in mind how the skills you build today could affect the future is really important. This goes for all not only entrepreneurial careers, but also corporate ones. Rita, her journey brought her to somewhere she's the one in control, with days that change from one to another and doing something she's loved from when she was little.
1: I am my own boss because I dictate my working hours, but it's really my clients are the ones that I, ha- I have to, and I want to please them. I, ha- I want to do a good job because I want, you know, to get hired again and get, get onto these awesome projects.
0: Okay, having experienced all the different working environments, what factors would you say are the most important when it comes to happiness in a career? Is it the people? Is it, you know, being able to work from home? What, what dictates what makes you, you know, happy?
1: I can only speak for myself, but for me it's the people and the freedom. Having people around that you've almost assembled, like you almost assembled this team around you to explore things that I feel like are important. If I were in a job as like kind of a um, bigger corporate thing, as just like a one puzzle piece, it's, you You don't dictate the pick a picture. You are, you're, you're there to help and support and deliver for someone else's picture, <laughs> if that makes sense, or someone else's goal. Where to have the freedom to do that for yourself and see, Have a bit of a say where your life and your career is heading is the biggest thing for me.
0: And with that, I'll leave you for today. If you want to join Rita on her journey, why not follow her on Twitter at Rita underscore underscore. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave me a review. And either way, I'll speak to you soon. Bye.